Welcome back to KafaruCast, everyone. If you're hearing that background noise, it's because Frank the Tank is eating a burrito. Um, we're just back from uh, the recent uh, mountain goat hunt in uh, Colorado. Frank's across from me. And you can hear the breathing in the background. <laughs> yeah. Guess and who? We, we have uh, <laughs> our guide and outfitter for the goat hunt yesterday, the great Luke Cadillo. Yes, sir. I'm here in the studio. We're here at the Kavaro <laughs> Cast Studio, and I'm telling you right now, I am pretty stoked that uh, I'm one for one now in my guiding service. <laughs> <laughs> one, one for one, hundred percent. Hundred percent. It's been uh, been going good for you. Also, uh, uh, is it, for those of you who don't know, um, Luke is the Justin Gaethje's coach or. or, or yeah, one What's of his your, coaches. One of your coaches. Slash yeah. big brother. And uh, Justin. Your mentor. Yeah. <laughs> Justin beat the shit out of Cowboy Cerrone. That was an, we were in Alaska. That was an epic fight. Yeah. I mean, some would say it was epical. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sur- sure. Revolve to survive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, when I say I was in the mountain the other day, my photo was. Uh, oh. I have no clue, but it's probably good. Yeah, I said mine's was. Oh, way, yeah. yeah, mine's is way better mine's than yours fo- is. Mine's photos are not as good as mine's. That photo's not as good as mine's. <laughs> I was I in the moment. I thought you said mine's is way better than yours is. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, are you sure you're not from Pueblo? Nope, I'm good, brother. Oh Lord, but um, my mule deer hunt where I went back and got my ass kicked and got a mule deer and Frank came in and helped me. We got back. We had, what, three, four-day break, and then went in and scouted for goats. Frank went in an area that we had gone in uh, this summer and scouted and found uh, a, a really a, you know good age class, pretty, pretty good-sized goat. Frank went in there on Sunday, found it again. Amy and I went into – I drew G7. Amy and I drove up Leavenworth and Grizzly Gulch and looked around um, – what was kind of crazy about this hunt is, um, well, Frank found the goat we were looking for, wanting to kill, but the night before the goat hunt, I was shooting. I got, South uh, made me a lucky bow. I think he rubbed his nuts on it or something. Uh, South made me a Wolverine. <laughs> Can you request that when you order? Can I get a nut rub? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sign me up. I'll, I'll, start, I'll start shooting recurve today. Oh, <laughs> but he made me a Wolverine <laughs> with a custom grip, and I, I I went in and shot that mule deer with it. I'm super stoked about this hunt. And what time did I call you and tell you that? I talked to you after I got back from scouting, and then like a couple hours later, probably at like 7 p.m., you're like, you're not going to believe this. I pulled a muscle in my shoulder. I'm like, oh, damn it. It's I, I was good. I was the last three arrows of the night. I fired out of the garage at that doe target and yeah. I got it in the driveway and uh, was pulling an arrow out and popped something in my rhomboid and it dropped me like a fucking sniper hit me to my knees. I kind of held my arm and hobbled my ass upstairs and I told Amy, I said, you're not going to believe this. I, I can't draw my bow. And this is eight o'clock, six thirty, seven thirty, whatever at night, night before the season. And I couldn't drop more than three-eighths back, like, to my – I mean, I could hardly draw it. And so, you know, I knew Luke was coming and Amy was going. Frank, obviously, was going. And I'm like, holy shit, I, I might have to shoot this thing with a rifle. We went down, tried to draw the bow, couldn't do it. I took a bunch of ibuprofen. And uh, I called – I told you. Yeah. And uh, I told Frank. And I'm 
dude, you better bring the gun. And you said you were going to bring it anyway. Yeah. And uh, you, ne- you, you never know. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, on a goat hunt, if you make a bad shot, not a bad idea to have a gun. <laughs> just in case you got to tip it over. But they get into places you just can't get to. Mm-hmm. Um, so as that next morning, um, I drew the bow back in the garage and couldn't get it more than halfway back. So I punched, took a bunch of ibuprofen and uh amy came down she's like how is it and i'm like it's it's fucked i'm like i can't drop back very far and she's like are you gonna bring it and i said ah you know because you can shoot one with a gun i said i don't even know if i should pack it and she said well you better take it just in case and i'm like well if we can get you know within 10 yards or something i can probably kill one at half draw so what we all met luke met us at 5 30 at the bottom of the road and luke this was your first Goat hunt? Yep. First, first, first hunt, and I probably won't do it again until I draw another tag. <laughs> <laughs> what were you, what were you thinking about it when, uh, when, what, were you worried about, uh, getting up the mountain or anything? Yeah, it was more of a mental fuck for me. <laughs> like, honestly, I was so scared going out on that trail. And, but once I started doing it, it wasn't that bad. I mean, I just did it. It's just, I mean, my asthma sucks. I can't breathe. So I just, Hey, slow and steady. It helps you. You guys both live at uh, elevation. You live at what? What do you guys live at? Like nine thousand? Yeah, he lives a little higher than me, though, man. I'm probably a thousand feet higher than you. I would say so because I was driving up to your house last night. I was like, God damn! You got out of breath just driving up there. (laughs) Shit. Yeah. Well, you you can kind of see doing now. That was a mild trip, but Frank and I are probably four to six times farther than that. In you know, with going in with with you know for ten twelve days, you can see why. We're a bit more anal with gear and, yeah. and everything else. And I'm trying to get Amy to pay attention. Obviously, yesterday she – what was funny about that the night before I sat her down and I said, look, there's a few things you have to remember. No matter where you go, you need to bring some food, shit to build a fire, for, shit for water, and some survival stuff. When she came up to us, she didn't bring any of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so she <laughs> – yeah, I, I I was like, what? Did he tell me this shit? Because I didn't hear any of it. I was, was like, funny. I was like, wait, you didn't yeah, tell me to yeah. bring anything. Aaron's like, uh, I'm not mad, but then he went over the list of what she should have brought. And then you're like, hold up, did you tell me this too? <laughs> I was like, wait, hold up, wait a minute. Yeah, <laughs> something ain't right. <laughs> well, I I with with you know with with Amy, we had this talk the night before because I said, do you have your in reach? And she couldn't even find it, and she never put the app on her phone, which we still can't find it. And I'm like, look, if you go with us, and we, you know, if if we don't find the goat with Frank, and Frank and I end up going haywire on the side of the mountain, running all over the place, there are so many variables of what could happen. I need you could be like if you didn't go, if Luke didn't go, I said you could be left alone in the valley floor for 14 hours we may not come out till dark there's so much shit that can happen right and so i'm like you have got to have these things with you all the time no matter what and and i said i'm not trying to be a dick but we've had three years of this and you're not getting it of me being polite you fucking have to bring this and then we did it yesterday and she didn't do it so i'm a bad teacher i don't think she i don't (laughs) i i think she'll remember it from here on out you could tell she fucked up she knew she was felt bad Oh yeah, and I don't get I don't get mad, but no. like some people, and I mean I don't. You, sometimes you have to learn by getting bit. Yeah, and and that's it's it's not like I knew this popping out of the. Yeah, I've been stuck in the middle of nowhere, and so like 
like with Frank's done this, there's a certain amount of gear you always have with you and that's what you feel confident with. And that may be less than me. That may be more than me or someone else, but that's what gear he's confident with. Amy's at a point where she's not done it enough. So I want to make sure she's yeah okay, you know? And I, and I, and what, in my pack, the pack that you gave me, I, you know, I transferred everything over. I had a lighter, say, uh, first aid and, uh, obviously some food for me, but you know, I didn't think anything of it just because I knew it was just a little hike. Up yeah. There. Just right up. Yeah. And but, that's the best way for her to learn. Is yeah. Close. Yeah. But so speaking of that little hike, <laughs> when we got down in the basement, the the basin and we're yeah. filming you guys and you guys started to take off after the goat to put the stock on, I shit you not. I watched you guys leave and I turned my neck <laughs> to get my other camera ready and I'm like, where the fuck these guys go? <laughs> and you're already in the shells, like, on the thing. And I'm like, God damn, do they run up there? And Amy's like, where are they at? I was like, there, see that bluff right there? They're already up there. You know, from the bottom, if you – well, it's funny. Yesterday when I, I looked up and I said, Frank, we might be able to get on top of them. And you looked in your binos and you looked at me and said, indeed, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and I, Go ahead. I, I, I just got to say, like, watching you two, like, go up was actually, I mean, obviously, I mean, you, we all shoot together and everything, but shooting 3Ds and actually hunting is totally different. For me to watch you guys go up there and how you guys communicated and for Frank's little bitch ass to be right next to you, <laughs> I was shocked. Like, I, I'll, get, I'll, give you, I'll, I'll give you some props, dude. You, your legs are good. You can go. I'd I'm say proud. you're, yeah, I would say you're fucking above and beyond me this year. For cardio? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean I'll, I'll, I'll say a little bit about CrossFit. It's doing you justice. <laughs> yeah. It's doing you justice. <laughs> I would, see, here's the thing, though. Stop, Aaron. Yeah. You got to tell the people the, the real deal. Hmm. Last night, how he really hurt his shoulder. <laughs> he was doing a CrossFit. Doing muscle ups. <laughs> doing kippers or whatever. Yeah. Kip ups. Yeah. Chest apart. Oh, man. No, but I was really shocked on, like, because I know Aaron can go, but I've never really seen Frank go. And damn, I was like, I, I was yeah, impressed. I we I didn't was really impressed. take any breaks. We walked up, yeah. and stopped to tie our shoes real quick, and then. Dude, when I, I kept watching you guys, I was like, oh, I'd have been what, dead. The one time you were right below me when I pointed up, and I was like, I'm. It's because I fell. I was falling in that shale, and I yeah. my shoulders, and I hit my arm. Oh. And I was like, <laughs> 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 and I'm like quivering Ow. in pain. I'm like, fuck this shit i'm not going this way and i, I was like frank and i pointed up and i said i'm going up and over because it was grass there and frank oh. looked at me and was like i'm going this way i'm like well good luck because i'm fucking <laughs> big pain i'm going up and around that's why i went up and around though because i kept eating shit and i have my bow so when i hike i carry my bow on the downhill side so when i fall i'm not smashing it in the uphill side but that left my right arm on the uphill side. And, and that's what the problem with my arm is. I can hang. I can do all kinds of shit. But when I put my hand down and it pushes that rhomboid up, it shoots pain. So I'm like <laughs> looking up the hill like I got to find a fucking better way. This is killing me. Could you see me rotate my arm? Yeah. Tried stretching? I, was, dude, I was watching you try to throw rocks, too. <laughs> that was kind of funny. I, I like, knew you were going to laugh. I was like, what's he doing? I, you asked me, you're like, is he throwing left-handed? Yeah, I was like, God dang, just go down there and <laughs> knock on the door. Let him say, can I come in and shoot you? <laughs> well, we we got up there and pretty much walked, which hardly ever happens. We got to that one point, and you were like, I think we got to get to that knob. And I was 
looking at, I got my camera out, my my phone, and I took a picture, and you thought we might be able to see it from where we were, which, would I go, probably 10 feet to the left, and I could see a hoof. And we got down there, and uh, so if you can imagine this, we probably climbed, you got, what, six, 800 feet up? Yeah, I would guess, uh, <clears throat> yeah, at least. It was high. Yeah. Vertical up. And looking at the photos, it looks not approachable, honestly. Like, I don't, most people probably oh. wouldn't think you could do it. You, you certainly, we knocked some rocks off. But when, when we climbed up, and I'm not trying to make it sound, I'm not trying to gritty the shit out of this and say, oh, my God, our life was in danger. I, not, no. You shit, know, most, my, <laughs> shit, mine was when I went up there. <laughs> this is no Prince of Wales Island. <laughs> yeah, that's, there was no 60 vertical mile days, you fucking Bobo the Clown. But when when we went up there, when I, the danger, most dangerous part I had was when I went to get my arrow. Oh, wow. Oh, fuck, the other side of that? I was like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's not look appealing. Well, uh, but, I think it's pretty amazing what people can climb through without even climbing equipment. Yeah. Looking at it from the bottom and from the top where I was glassing the day before, when I, we talked on the phone, when I when I sent you the pic of the goat, I was like, I don't think we can get there with a bow. Well, and, and I, what did from, I ask you six times? You sure? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I don't know, man. And then when we saw it from the bottom, I was like, I think we can, I think we can get through there. But yeah. It was, uh, yeah, a lot of scree and a lot of boulders and it's pretty nasty, but. Well, set the stage for the people, uh, uh, Snyder, set the stage. Which part? The the scenario of like how many goats were there that we've so seen. When we when we were there, which I got to meet Dawson today and give him the the full on everything. We had two or three goats far to the left. We could see as Frank and I climbed up. There was eleven that some jack wagon unloaded multiple magazine or multiple rounds at, and then in the cliffs there was three or four goats bedded in the cliffs. Below Frank and I, there was three or four, probably 30, 40 yards above. And actually, when we came in, because there was, I had a nanny-only tag. So there was um, nannies and and, uh, babies in there. And when we came over, some of the nannies blew out that were above and the babies. And then as Frank and I are throwing rocks, there was actually nannies and shit that moved out. And then there was a couple that just planted that would not leave when we were in there. So when Frank and I... It was almost a perfect storm. When Frank and I came over, um, when we were coming across the, fe- the the big scree or the shale field, we knew there was a high, a high probability the goats above were going to blow out. The good thing was is they very rarely run down in that scenario, and they went straight up, and the goats below had no idea. And they all are kind of placed strategically that were to our benefit because when we came over, the one goat, when I came over, it fed out in a way, and it, it was a nanny, um, and when it went away, we thought there was all of them were going to move, and that one fed up and around and started feeding and had no idea Frank and I were even in there, and those other goats were just chewing their cud. So over the period of time, we thought they would all go feed over because they were all in one like group or tending herd, but the two that were left were a nanny and probably a two-year-old kid that were below us, and the kid actually um, ended up grouping up with this other nanny later. But when, when we came in, what we were trying to do is basically shoot um, a nanny that didn't have a kid or at least one that there was a group, obviously, where a nanny would get back with another mom or whatever. So when we came through, almost everything worked out as perfect as it could as far as goats displacing and 
The only thing that didn't work out is when I dropped in on top of that cliff, I was between two to three body lengths above them, and I couldn't see them, and those fuckers would not move. Frank (laughs) grunted, well, you were 24 to 30 yards to my left and shifted down a knife edge ridge with the camera. You got that uh, ultimate predator decoy. I had a goat decoy you can hook to your bow. Frank had that. He was flashing that up. They were looking at him. I put a chew in above him. We waited so long. We were throwing boulders off, but they were planted. Now, Amy and Luke are at on the valley floor by the lake watching us through the spotter. You had two cameras going. Correct. We were still high, though. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that low. Yeah, you were still yeah. above tree line. Yeah. yeah. I think that lake's at like 12,000, probably, yeah, close to it. It's high. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the trail starts at like 117, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, what kind of like deflated my whole uh, thing before we go back to it. There's this hiker, this chick, and she looked like, I don't know, a little roly-poly. I'm, I'm not going to lie. She was not the fittest. What do you say? Uh, short for her weight. Short for her weight. <laughs> yeah. And she was hiking down below. We saw her coming up while we were driving in to the trailhead to start hiking. And here she comes past us after where you guys are already gone up after the goat. And I'm looking at Amy and I'm like, okay, there's no excuse for me to ever bitch about hiking again because if she can do it, I can do it. But yeah, I was, I was like mad props to that chick. Oh yeah, and we- But she the, looked miserable as hell. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think, uh, Frank, you have to throw your two cents in here. I think you become, when you do this long enough, when I, I say desensitized, but you get to a point that there's no, of course you can get in trouble this way. There's no mountain too high. There's nothing that's really, you know you can chip away at it and do it. Even at, at a really poor fitness level, you can get there. So Frank and I have done this enough that there's, I don't think there's anything we've seen that we were like, no, we're not going. Yeah, I think the uh, simplest way, I think you've said it before, is just put one foot in front of the other until you get there. It's like, that's that's exactly what I was doing. There's never really a race. So no, the only thing I was kind of concerned with yesterday was there was two vehicles there before us. And um, when we were hiking up, we heard like three gunshots. Yeah. I'm like, shit, I hope they were not shooting at the ones that we were wanting. But Turns out they were shooting at everything. They were, <laughs> Fuck. How yeah, many rounds? Generally, I, I thought I counted like five, yeah, six. Generally, when you hear more than two shots, it means they're missing and dispersing all the animals. So we heard those first three, and then when we started to climb up those cliffs, we we saw that other group, and we heard probably yeah, another four or five shots. And then when we were cleaning cleaning the goat, we heard another couple <laughs> of shots, and we look up, and I'm like, oh, shit, you see those goats? They're running. <laughs> Running around all over the place. And there's no hunting on the weekends for good reason. Um, oh, yeah. Because it's just so populated. Well, figure my goat, after I shot it, I couldn't see it. It ran up the hill, and then 15, 30 seconds later, it flipped by me down the shale. You know, somebody down at the lake fishing with kids, big, white, bloody goat, dirty, flying down the hill. So it's for good reason. But So when Frank and I get up, Frank stays on a knife edge ridge to my left as I'm facing down. I walk over. wasn't too bad, really. I don't even think I made any noise getting over there. I was surprised. Yeah, it was really quiet. Um, I got right above him, and I'm just in, well, like a dipshit. I took my pack off, probably, what, 100 yards back? <laughs> yeah. And my jacket, 
And you could have cut diamonds with my nipples. That fucking got cold. It was windy. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a Sitka, what is that, a medium weight? Yeah, pullover. Pullover? Without the hood, yeah. With no hood. And, and uh, the first five minutes were fine. And that wind kept cranking. I remember looking down once, and I could see my nipples sticking out of my shirt. And I'm like, Jesus, I'm cold. And I'm looking, and I'm like, over to Frank. And Frank and I, it's one key thing about a mountain hunting partner, that they know what you're thinking so there's not any discrepancies on what to do. So I looked, and I'm like, looked over at Frank, and I kind of held my hands up, and I'm like pointing straight down, and Frank goes, <laughs> Yes, they are right below you. And so the one, I'm like, throw a rock. So Frank's throwing rocks. And then I went like like the, I've held my hand in front of my face and just opened it. Well, most people be like, what the hell are you talking about? And immediately Frank goes, Meh. and that still wouldn't get up. I mean, and I'm fast forwarding. How long were you above then? 30 minutes? Oh, sure. Dude, probably okay. long, maybe longer than that. It was a long time because here's why. <laughs> I had one one camera recording, one camera I'm trying to take photos, and my dumb ass didn't put them right next to each other. I kind of put them like 10 yards apart. <laughs> so I'm getting up back and forth making sure everything's still good. And my ass started cramping. I was like, come on. So I'm waiting for you to draw back or them to get up, and I'm, and I'm with my camera – and I'm just waiting and waiting and waiting. I'm like, oh, my God, dude. Something yeah. happened. You know, <laughs> come on. Something happened. And I was like, screw it. I had to stand up, shake my ass out, get back in there. But, yeah, yeah it was – I would say it was like 40 minutes. How long – how many places did I reposition to? Quite a few, yeah. You just well, you'd go back and forth. Moving back and forth just to see it. I, I knew you could kind of see him because I saw you draw a couple times. Like, all right, he's going to shoot. I thought you were just checking your shoulder. I was. I was checking. I couldn't see him oh, at all. I was yeah. checking my shoulder because at different angles, it hurts more. So when I positioned myself in that final spot, that was because that was the least painful position. That first position I was in was better where I was down a little. I fucking couldn't draw my ball. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> okay, it's going to be quarter draw city here. Well, when I saw you lob that or throw that rock somewhat, I was like, oh, he just really threw his shoulder out then because I couldn't hardly throw correctly. So I looked like I was throwing left handed because I was just kind of throwing like a girl. Sorry, ladies. <laughs> no, it um, was worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm up there thinking, okay, and it's it's hard to tell how close we truly are, but I mean, I was probably directly above them, three body lengths. So that's 12, 14 feet when I was directly above them. And then I shifted right, and they walked under me finally because Frank ended up throwing a rock right at him. Yeah, so I moved. So I filmed from the upper position for quite a while, and they weren't getting up. So I'm like, I'm going to move down with this decoy. I get the decoy up. It looks at it. It doesn't move. And then I'm like, well, shit, I'm going to go get the camera so I can see both the goat and Aaron in the camera. So I went up, grabbed the camera, set the camera up, set my cell phone up, filmed on that as well. Got the decoy again, stood that up. The goat would look at it, and then he'd go back to chewing its food. Finally, I was just like, all right, set down the decoy. I stood up. It would just looked at me, didn't care. I'm like, well, shit, I don't know what else to do. And Aaron was tossing a few rocks. I threw a few rocks near it. It wouldn't get up. So I threw a rock directly at it and probably was like three or four feet short. But the funny thing is every time we throw rocks, it would watch the rocks. It would just, watch, it would just, it would see them coming, but it was, it knew it wasn't close enough. So it would just watch them. So that one was coming right at it. So it finally stood up and it kind of walked out a little bit. And then I kind of went, mat, 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 and got Aaron's attention. I'm like, all right, they're up. 
as he got into position and then I kind of waved that it was walking that direction and he got and got ready for it. And I moved over a few feet. Yeah. Well, what was, see, now keep in mind at one time you motioned to me, I, I think I motioned to you, should I go right and down? And you shook your head and said, come my way and come down and around. And I thought, I can't snap shoot. Like oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I, I probably would have come off them cliffs, but I'm like, I fucking can't hardly draw my bow. What am I thinking? So I shook my head no, and I'm like, I can't go. I can't come down and around because it was, it was doable to get down to them, you know. And and I thought after we were up there forever, I thought, well, if Frank's flashing this decoy. They can obviously see Frank off and on. I maybe I'll just come down and them stand up. And I thought, but man, if they take off, then I'm screwed. Especially yeah. if I got to take more than a you know 15 yard shot. So Frank's, I'm at. <sighs> Honestly, if it happened quicker, I probably would have had more adrenaline. Frank's like flashing me like they're walking from my left to right as I'm facing downhill. And I had an opening. And the first time Frank flashed, I looked down. And I'm like, shit, I can't see him. I'm not going to be able to shoot in this one hole. So I shifted kind of over and down. And then they came out and I saw the one's head. And I thought, man, that it actually is for a nanny is a, a pretty freaking big nanny. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, that one's pretty big. And I thought, okay. I'm going to, and people asked about this, since I can't go to full draw, I'm going to tear stiff. So I'm going to tear right. And then my, my broad, my broad head will technically hit left. So I aimed on the right side of the body in hopes to go through the lung, lungs and come out the chest and the heart. And so I aimed on the right side of the body. And I don't know, I, we said 10 to 12 feet. I'm just going to say sub 20 feet. Um, the rangefinder, how how what's that rangefinder range to six yards? Yeah. So the rangefinder wouldn't range, so it was closer than six yards. Um, I shot and it went crazy enough. I was at half three quarter draw. It went through all the way down through its chest, through the top of its heart. Luke got the arrow in flight, and then when it ran off, the broadhead drug out of it, and then I lost. It went up and over, and Frank could see it, and I couldn't. And I'm like pointing at Frank. I'm like, should I, should I follow it? And Frank was like, no, no. And he, you gave me the thumbs up a couple times, and then it flipped by me down mm. the shell, shell yeah. cliff. Well, in, in, on my view, it was just like a canvas painted. Like I, I mean, honestly, I was like, holy cow, this is nuts. Like for you to be right on top of them, and they don't even know that you're up there was was a shocker to me i mean i'm not like i said i never hunted goat before and i don't know what they're like but minus you know the steep rocks and everything they seem like an animal i could kill too (laughs) (laughs) i i think anything uh mule deer the same way the way i tried to explain it to a, a dude that called that was blowing multiple deer out is if they if you do what you're supposed to do within reason they're not going to stop doing what they're doing, which is laying down. So you don't need to rush. You don't, I mean, very rarely do you need to rush, you know, and there's times when you can rush and then, and I, I'm not a stalking expert by any means, but I mean, I don't know, Frank's two cents, but if you're quiet and silent, they're just going to keep on keeping on doing their thing. They have no idea you're there. So if you take your time, take your socks off, or take your shoes off, get in your socks. If it's super windy, obviously you can get away with a little more. They're not going to change their – they're just going to keep their laying down, and then you can get right in on them. Um, 
The mule deer, the one that I missed, was a mimic of those cliffs. The problem I made is I got down halfway, like the cliffs with the goat were the same type of cliffs for that big mule deer. I got halfway down, and physically my quads were shaking because I was leaning against the wall. It's like a modified wall sit. Mm -hmm. I probably should have stayed four or five yards up higher and waited it out, but I thought I could get down there and make a shot. That obviously was my mistake because eventually I had to push the issue. But the moral of the story, like with that mule deer, the goat, you know, shit ton of stuff Frank shot, if you're smart, you have almost all the time in the world. I mean, unless they get up to feed and then you, it's a, it's a gift sometimes. So, I mean, I don't know. What do you think, Frank? Uh, what was the question? No, I'm just kidding. No, uh, yeah, yeah, please no. repeat. Now I think that, let's <laughs> face now, um, yeah, even even with those rocks falling, you'd be surprised if they're living in a, in some stuff like that. Like I've I've stalked a few deer in in some like nasty rocks and stuff like that, and I've kicked rocks off, and they're used to hearing that, so they don't always necessarily associate that with um with danger. So that's why I think that goat wouldn't stand up because like, dude, rocks are falling all the time. As long as the rocks aren't coming directly at them, they're not gonna always stand up. So you can you can get away with a lot of some stuff in certain instances and then you know, in some other instances no you can't but that um, big dude I don't think you need to rush things that big dude that came in down on that three point I was filming and I was laughing so hard because he he cliff tested himself like his pants were all fucked up and ripped boulders and the, the deer just sitting there la 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 you know they don't know because boulders fall but taking this instance of like Matt Davis walked basically upright to 185 inch 190 inch deer Grass moving, winds blowing, no problem. Brushes his bino harness, and it fucking blows out. Oh, really? So a bino harness, though, and compared to a boulder, they hear boulders falling. Yeah. They don't hear the of a bino harness. And there's other things, too, that, that um, the swish of pants, you know, guys, there's certain things that people I don't think take into consideration, drawing your bow back and your arrow making noise on the arrow rest. Of course, I'm shooting a stick now, but... I think it's guys take speed. Um, speed isn't bad when you have to judge fast and everything else. And for certain situations, I get it. But a quiet bow and a quiet arrow is pretty freaking important. And I think it gets overlooked a lot as well as quiet gear and clothing. I mean, you know, if you're dropping bombs at 80, 90 yards, I mean, disregard what's quiet. But when you're getting super close, I mean, it's it's pretty important to have quiet arrows, quiet bow, quiet drawing, quiet clothing because they they'll just it it's your sub twenty yards. It's a different world. Yeah, so you're saying my breathing would be <laughs> it would be a, <laughs> it, it would be a concern. If, yes, if I was guiding you, we would take a long break where that last ridge line where Frank and I stopped. Yeah. We would stop for ten minutes. Yeah, and, well, maybe even longer. <laughs> yeah, just because. It's not going anywhere, so well, you might the, as well take your time. Well, that's the thing I was thinking about and putting myself in your shoes. Yeah. Or Frank's shoes. I've been waving you like, wait, wait, <laughs> wait. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. luckily Frank and I are about the same. Sh well, you're better going uphill than me uh, this year, I would say, by I, – I don't know if you could quantify – 25%. I mean, you seem a hell of a lot happier going uphill than I do. Now – with the goat, I was fine. I didn't have a pack on, um, and and we were fine. And I would say the only thing I have above Frank is you have weaker ankles. I had to take my time going downhill for yeah, sure. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, you did. Going uphill, you look like freaking 
a gazelle. Yeah, you were going up. <laughs> and I was like, him coming down, I was like, shit, I can keep this pace. <laughs> going down, I can motor, but going up, like, there was a couple of times scouting where Frank's 100 yards ahead of me, and I'm like, yeah, fuck that. I'm just, Frank, go ahead, buddy. I'll keep, I'll catch up. <laughs> But the uh, Luke you, said we had the same weight in our packs. Oh, dude! So <laughs> now people listen to this, and I don't know what these guys are smoking. But I hate to burst your bubble. No, no, no! I'm telling <laughs> you right now, this doesn't even make sense because you came out with the same exact stuff you no, had no, going. I had up. way more. I had your phone pad, <laughs> <laughs> cameras, three cameras, the tripods, same, the same cameras. You were like. No. Bro, pick those up. Tell me that thing's not as heavy as his. I'm like, dude, his is like 30 fucking pounds heavier than yours. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, well, you can't. What'd you have in your pack? I had the gun, first of all, camera, my camera, an extra lens, jackets, food, and the goat meat. <laughs> Which you had ate minus, all the food. Minus the back straps and the tenderloins. Yeah. So I had the I had front and rear quarters. Dude, I had. How many lenses did I have? Five lenses, two camera bodies, three camera bodies, jackets, also, food. What? You, you left like five minutes before us. No, I left <laughs> ten minutes before and, you guys. Yeah. And, and we still be. We st- you, I didn't know still my way. You, I didn't know. There's my a trail way. going straight down to the truck. We cut. We <laughs> cut up, and I didn't want to screw that up. And go the other way, so I just waited, <laughs> and I was taking pictures. Oh, it shit. was beautiful. Out there. Oh Lord, nature! It it's a nature walk, mountain no. beasts. <laughs> and the thing is, is I was like, I was coming down the hill, and I'm and I'm going, and I, I'm coming. I'm way better coming downhill. I'm not gonna lie. I love going downhill <laughs> instead of going up. But I started seeing some of these hikers coming up, and these chicks, you know, just coming around, and I'm like, oh shit, these girls are chucking i'm like man get your ass moving and this one chick i wish she would stayed in front of me but she blew right past me i would have kept up with her <laughs> but yeah it, it wasn't bad yeah <laughs> there is some hotties back that you I can run like, into i was like holy cow well there, there was a early in the morning we get there before we start hunting there was a, a lady in a wedding dress with oh, her yeah. wedding pictures yeah, yeah doing wedding pictures up there i was like who in that did you did you see that ripped up chick driving down on the right side? I did loading oh, up. I was Jesus. like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, what's that saying? Eat her shit for three miles, see where it came from. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't say that with Amy in the car, but I was thinking that. Oh uh, Lord! But when we, uh, I take one of the not the other subject to hot ass, but I tell you, I was amazed not going to full draw that that thing still blew through that that goat. Um, Cause it's still it the exit hole was massive, gnarly, yeah. And that so that's a well my arrows a little I had to change a little bit. It was six hundred grains and I had an iron wheel. It's a Black Eagle vintage and I got two fifty up front a fifty grain brass insert and a two hundred grain. That was the standard iron wheel solid, and that's a Stalker Wolverine. Which if I hit my draw length is sixty pounds, but I'd say I was drawing a solid forty. <laughs> I don't know how far I drew back, but it was pretty pretty crazy. And then. Um, you know, camera gear, we get a lot of questions on that. I had two Sony A7R3s. I had a 12 to 24 super wide angle, and then I had a 35. And then we had that Sony video camera, and then you had Canon stuff, but you were using my Sony stuff as well. And then, Frank, you had an A7R3 as well, didn't you? Yeah. And then what lens did you have? Uh, I had the 18 on there. I had brought the 35, but 
<clears throat> I left that at the at the base in there. Luke didn't bring it up. I had too for much me to take pictures. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw when you I, when you placed the shot and I knew you hit it and I saw it dump over and start sliding, I was like, "Yes, keep coming down, <laughs> keep sliding, keep sliding." And then when it stopped, I was like, "Shit!" <laughs> well, it, <laughs> when you go up on on stuff like that, because you know we're talking about with Amy earlier, like so when we left, I had a headlamp, kill kit, water. Copenhagen and a jacket and that's about all I brought up knowing you guys were down below if you guys weren't down below the only thing extra I would have had an inReach with me and probably some food now I thought Amy would bring that up to me and she she had had not but the biggest thing for the inReach and the survival stuff is just if Frank and I take a tumble off the cliff obviously so I can hit you know the the button or, or if you cut your hand while – I mean, that's a big one people don't think about it. Cut your hand while you're cleaning it. You that's know, what I thought of right away. That's why I brought my my thing because I know how careless I get sometimes. Yeah. And we got that thing broken down pretty quick. It's got to take your time. Yeah. I think a lot of people screw themselves up by not taking their time and forcing blades through stuff that blades will not cut through. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this, this kid I know uh, that I went to college with, he cut his leg. He was on a solo elk hunt. He killed a bull like six miles back, and he cut his, his calf right here like a solid – I called it a leg gina, but it was like a solid six inch gasher gash to his to his calf. Luckily, it didn't get too deep into the muscle, and he had to he had to wrap it up. He bled like a shitload and had to hike it out. Hike out. He got some of the meat out on the first trip. Didn't take a huge load. We had to go down to town get stitches and then hike back with a friend and pack out. So yeah, I, well, and that's the other thing is like. I mean, you know, my first experience is like, man, where's, where's he going to clean this at? You know, like, <laughs> cut it at. Like, yeah, we're like yeah. literally like yeah. falling off this rock here. And he's like, we're going to do it right here where we're taking pictures because that's like the only somewhat flat, flat spot. Yeah. This is all like, we got. You know, <laughs> you make do. And, and honestly, like, it really was like that was the only flat spot on that whole mountain. I was like, cause, I mean, well, how long did it take us to break down that animal? Probably not. 45 minutes, maybe an hour. And, and I caped it. I didn't tube it out, but I caped it. So, we, you know, whatever, we took the hooves off and everything else. And um, I put nine holes in it, Yeah, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Small holes, but I yeah. put nine holes in it. Um, I don't think people realize how thin goat hides. I didn't realize. That was, like I said, it was all a learning experience for me. And then hiking up, I took some chew and I was all happy, and all of a sudden I felt like the my bubble guts starting to kick in. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. Luke, yeah. Luke pooped right beside us, <laughs> within within view. I, I'm like you're not I, gonna go out of sight. You're just gonna watch us while you poop. I, there is nowhere to go. <laughs> like there was this rock standing up. I was like, I can lean up against kids that rock. At the kids at the lake looking up and seeing. Hey man, I'm telling you right now. I I knew if I didn't go, then I was gonna shit my pants. Wow! And so then I had you, to go. And then you almost puked. Oh yeah, that got when the I don't know that arrow went right through something and made it stink so bad. Yeah, that was comical. Uh, when you were yakking your brains out, 
I was laughing my ass off. In fact, he said, stop being a pussy. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, what it, what it was is I didn't want to deal with the tenderloins. I just dumped the guts on the hillside so I could get the tenderloins out easier. Oh, you're, already, and, you're, uh, you're yeah. gagging right now? Yeah. Uh, and then <laughs> we were trying to see if I hit the, the heart, and what I hit was actually everything coming out of the heart. Um, but we got the heart out so we could – we're going to actually cook it tonight. Um, I think we're going to try your – The Chex recipe. Mix, that's uh, – you got to thank Chris Chris Pasqua for that one. Yeah, that uh, – yeah, that look, was funny. Look at him. He's struggling right now. <laughs> He's struggling. No, I, it, was, it was a nasty stench. Yeah, well, you got to figure where those things live. Like I, I get burger and, and, and sausage made out of a lot of them, jerky sticks and stuff like that, but some people like the taste of goat and like, oh, my God, but generally goat is not something you can cook without seasoning – and tastes great. Like I've had guys, oh man, it's how you prepare it. Well, no fucking shit. If you put enough shit on it, yes, it's going to taste pretty good. Overall, crock pot and uh, and burger and jerky sticks and stuff for the goat. Now, I'm going to have Amy try the tenderloin, um, you know, and we're going to marinate that or whatever. But it that goat was pretty, it was heavier than I thought. And I've packed out a lot of Colorado goats. It was a bitch just getting it on that rock. But yeah, it was a big goat. It's five years old and I don't know, probably, but it was probably 200 pounds. Yeah, it was a, a lot. Of, I mean, we got a good amount of meat out of it. Yeah. Almost as as much as a deer. Yeah, yeah, if I would not, say. Maybe about the same or more. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I on carrying it out, I just had all my gear, clothing, and then I had the back straps, tenderloins, and the cape and the head. Um, and then they're going to come. I got a, Dawson's going to come over and check it in today. Um, so yeah, it's, it's cool. Um I don't, uh, no, probably not as cool as Gatesy beating Cowboy, but. Uh, you know, it's just different highs. Like even me being, you know, I felt like I was like your corner man. <laughs> <laughs> Slash guy. You were the outfitter. You were the outfitter. Flagging us in. Well, the one thing you guys did do before we left, the only hand sign I had was if the goats are still there, raise that orange pad above your head. If they're gone, put it between your legs and. I looked down. Amy's paying attention. She yeah. raised it above her head. Yep. Well, I could see you through the camera. I was like, they're looking at us, looking at us, wave, wave, and they're still there, just bedded. And I was like, yes, and this is actually going to happen because honestly, <laughs> I was planning on staying at least till Wednesday, you know, <laughs> to hunt. And I was like, yeah. My wife. I text my wife. I said, we're coming home. We got one. She goes, wow, that's awesome. And I get home. She's like. Why can't you do be like him more often and just <laughs> oh, kill right away oh. instead of spending the whole month it, out there? Yeah, it doesn't always happen that way. I got my ass kicked on the mule deer hunt. Yeah, right. but either way, it was just watching that was pretty sweet. I I must say, it must say. I I think people need to understand it's not necessarily like ability or you know i'm not speaking for anybody at the table or anyone just in general it's it's not always like a physical ability or whatever all those things help but sometimes it's just the um the willingness you are to you know how far you're willing to to take it i guess so you know if you're willing to go farther than other guys and i don't mean backpacking in meaning a stock or if you see elk at a farther distance you know maybe then you're more comfortable with you know that's going to probably carry you more than than other things, you know, and, and, and animal behavior. You know, there's a lot involved in all this. Like, Frank, you've been, you went from never really being on a goat hunt to now we've, you know, seen a lot more goats. So now you're getting the idea, you know, other than the fact of where they live, they're pretty fucking dumb. I mean, 
<laughs> they don't see a lot of people. <laughs> you know, they, they just bed in really horrible spots. So if you can get to them, that's why it's two days is the average, 1.8 days. It's I think it's two and a half on average for the entire state of Colorado. Um, that, uh, you know, for goats, most especially with the gun, because if you can get to them, you can figure it out, especially if it's with a gun. But, you know, archery is a little bit different because you have to get closer. But overall, it's just the ability to, to get there. Yeah, it's definitely not for somebody that's uh, that's afraid of heights. Yeah. Oh, Randy Cooling was funny when he saw those photo- photos because he's not a big. He was like, "Fuck that," <laughs> because that when you, I worked my way down on that cliff, there wasn't a whole lot my back and my foot was holding on to when I was looking down, and when that wind was blowing, I'm like. I really don't want to fall off this motherfucker in front of my wife and Luke and Frank because it was Frank. Yeah, well, you Frank fall off that one, you made it tumbled a little bit. Yeah, you were there, there may have been a, a flight for life involved. <laughs> that was a good one. Did you see when I when I got forward my footing? Yeah. I looked about trying to go down a little farther, and I'm like, I'm being the same boat I was with the mule deer because the problem with that is, is in some places, if you fall, you roll. With this, there's a 15-foot drop to a boulder yeah you're gonna break some bones yeah so i was that's one and i couldn't draw my bow at that angle that's why i climbed up back out of the cliff and shifted over is one i couldn't draw my bow too i'm like a big gust of wind's gonna hit me from the black and blow my fat ass off this fucking cliff and they, luke's gonna film me from falling to my death well that's the same thing when i was holding that leg when you were skinning it i stood up and that wind came up i was like <laughs> all shaking i was like oh shit yeah oh shit no it was it was good though um I don't know. I think, uh, I guess the biggest surprising thing for me on that was, I can't believe it blew through that goat at that draw. I mean, it's still pretty freaking cool. I mean, we're close, but it, uh, that was kind of cool. We were able to, I mean, I will say it was a Pope and Crockett hunt. Like I was going to shoot one with a gun with no hesitation if I couldn't get the bow drawn or we couldn't get in. And, uh, I mean, I didn't want to, you know, I wanted to shoot one with a recurve. I'm glad we did. But, I mean, you do what you've got to do, but I, I'm just glad everything came together. Pope and gun is yeah. what Nathan French calls it. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Like, you know, when I saw Frank bring the gun up, I was like, oh, hell yeah, this is legit. We're going to get a goat today, right? Like, I really <laughs> did. But I just know you, and I just know how much you want to shoot one with your bow. And I'm the same way, but, like, man, I'm telling you, just from me being a pussy of climbing mountains i'd have been like oh man i'm gonna put one up right here base it out lay right here (laughs) and i'm gonna put the scope on it and let it fall down to me you know (laughs) but uh i'm glad you did it because it the shots that we got yeah yeah i mean you'll have forever and to me i think that's uh where it's at i mean the goat is yes icing on the cake but i just think watching you work and how you guys communicated back and forth i was like damn that's that's some that's some bromance right there, man. I was like, I was pretty shocked. <laughs> I I think uh, I'd have to say though, Frank, if you had a choice you, for you, you'd hunt alone. Yeah, I like hunting alone. I say I don't think you necessarily. I mean, not that I'm not saying you hate me, but I don't. Other than maybe the pack out, you it and it's not anything because you just that's what you prefer. I mean, and there's I do not know very many people like that, but. Well, I just, there's two, uh, there's I think two for me, type. for me though, like since I was a, a, a kid, since I started hunting with my dad, he would send me out on these stocks. Like here you go, hike up there and then come yeah, circle back know. around. Yeah. And I've just been doing it since I was, since I was young. So yeah. I like hunting with a partner too, but I like, I also like doing certain things. Um, 
when you're by yourself as well because it, it also gives you that little bit of extra um sense of accomplishment as well like a you know, well and it, it's kind of like uh just different scenarios like obviously like but if i yeah if i had to do it alone all the time i don't think i'd like doing it all the time but I, yeah. I don't feel uncomfortable doing it for like this goat hunt i'm i would be more than happy for more the merrier yeah, you know what sure. i mean like yeah and see, I like hunting elk alone mm. by far, but mule deer, I don't necessarily like hunting. I like that you flag me in. It's yeah. the big one. Like, it's nice to camp at night and, and to get, you know, have somebody to talk to, but I hunting elk with what well, you see, I was calling, I fucked it up yeah. for you the other day. Well, I, that, well the that's other the other thing. Like, too, but. Well, that's the other thing is like elk hunting. I think I could go with one, one other person, two other people, um, and love it, you know, and I've done elk hunting by myself and it's not the same, but having that extra collar behind you is huge. It's fucking huge. <laughs> and, uh, but like if you're whitetail hunting, I mean, in tree stand, fuck, you want to be by yourself, you know, <laughs> yeah. you yeah. know, and sometimes I don't, I mean, I have a cameraman with me and, you know, they make noises too. And <laughs> I'm like, fuck, shut up, you know, yeah. so there's different. I don't know, scenarios where it's good to have a partner and there's times where you'd rather be by yourself, I think. I think on the backpack, on, I just don't think people mentally, where I can mentally do it, you enjoy it. And that's the difference. Like, <laughs> I don't mind being alone at all, but it doesn't bother, well, if I like you, it doesn't bother me to have a guy with me, but you enjoy being by yourself. Now, you know, for me, it's six to one to half another for the most part, but stalking, it's nice having someone there. But well, it's a lot nicer with the recurve because I <laughs> compound. It's a little different, but even with Frank flagging me in, I still didn't end up killing. Well, I, I mean, I could have killed some, but you can hang back 30, 40 yards where I was getting sub twenty, and it was super handy having Frank across, you know, from me or whatever. Um, I just, I don't even think one out of a hundred's realistic. One out of thousand, ten thousand are like Frank, where he prefers being alone. I don't. Do you know anybody? Solo hunter? No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I yeah. don't know. I do not believe Tim Burnett is like you in <laughs> yeah, any way. I don't, I don't know. Remy, though. I bet Remy. Remy's pretty. He's an introvert. Yeah. I Remy's like, a bad I like motherfucker. watching his stuff, man. Yeah. He does a lot of cool yeah. shit. And he gets it on film. That guy's freaking yeah. deadly. Stud. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Remy's cool as shit. Stud. He's funny. And the other, uh, I had to delete it. I, I don't know if you get off the subject, but there was a little bit of a scuffle back and forth between two guys about gritty and i said uh if they don't stop talking shit i was gonna beat the fuck out of both of them but i had to, <laughs> I had to delete it <laughs> the uh the, i think people because this and the only reason i bring this up and there's nothing wrong with hunting on private ranches there's nothing wrong with private land your tag was on private land for elk i think what people need to understand and, and what i'm only reason i'm bringing this up is if you are setting your if you're watching an industry person and i'll just say their their names because i get along with all of them uh, Dudley and Rogan and uh, Jocko. I saw, and, yeah, I saw Jocko kill him. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah. Those guys, that that's a private ranch. There's nothing wrong with what they're doing. Do not, if you're hunting public land, don't set your expectations if you're getting into hunting. Even though some celebrities try to make it look like it's public land, if they're hunting those ranches, it's a different world. It's not the same. And there's nothing wrong with what they're doing. I mean, we hunt private. Well, we don't really get to hunt private too much. But we go, like with Lander up in Alberta, some of that's private land. And don't get down if you're not, if you're hunting public land and then you see these guys 
the story is not always that you're looking at maybe exactly what happened. So, I, I and I'm always saying this, do not get down on yourself if somebody you look up to um, is, is taking a harvesting, killing, whatever, a bunch of different animals. That doesn't mean they're doing it the same way you are. In the case of, I'll leave you two out of this, but for me, we're hunting public land a lot, but we get a lot more time off. So, you know, that that's a big difference, a lot of nine to five. So, you know, just do your best. And I certainly don't ever be ashamed. I had a few guys message me with smaller animals or a cow. I'd rather see you shoot a cow on public land than a story of a 380 bull on a private ranch. I mean, that's me personally, because I know what went into shooting that cow on private land. Now, I'm not saying there's nothing. I mean, horns are cool and all, but, you know, just get out there and, you know, try and have fun. Don't be so fucking wrapped up on of course, as I say that, maybe that's because I shot a little deer, but <laughs> Frank, nah, what do you I think? Uh, yeah, I think you should, people should hunt for their own reasons. If uh, if you want to kill a big animal, then do it. But if not, then who cares? I don't care. I like I just enjoy the hunt myself. That's probably. You're giving me shit with the gun because I'm like, fuck, if I shoot this with a gun, I'm never going to hear the <laughs> and end of it. believe me, he, people, he was stressing about it too. Oh, <laughs> I was like, just go out there and man up and pull the drawback on this bitch. Well, you, were, you said it. There's more people that bow and gun hunt by far than just bow hunt. Yeah. There's very few people that just stick with the bow. Well, what I don't understand is us being on that goat hunt and we hearing all those gunshots fired. I'm like, who the hell is shooting? <laughs> like, we these there's probably oh, 15 rounds total fired. I know. 12. I was like, how do you not shoot this goat? It's like spicy right there. I think after that just watching your stuff, had stock, to have been someone that was inexperienced because you can get had to be. you can get pretty especially where those goats were in that basin like you could have it would have taken a lot of a lot more effort probably from where they were because i think they were hiking up and they're shooting them from below but you could have very easily just circled around that upper lake yeah, walked up that slope and got been right on top well, of I can shot tell you 100 yards or less firsthand experience if you just walk a little stop walk a little stop walk a little stop they'll just keep fucking eating well, like I mean, they're used to hikers right yeah I mean, i'm not gonna like like this goat we just shot was not some you're not shooting fucking stone sheep on some crazy ass BC hunt. I mean, those pe- goats are used to seeing people. So if yeah. you're smart about it, you can get close. Yeah. And then, you know, it all comes back down to your guide putting you in the place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Luke, Luke was the coach. He, he brought out the whiteboard, drew it all up for us. I He's like, a playboy. No, this is the game, yeah. man, boy. <laughs> I can hike your ass up there. You two are, not me. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, it was so funny. Everybody's hitting me up like, how did you make it up there? I'm like, shut up, pussies. I made it up there. Uh, yeah, you you did fine. Oh, I did fine. I definitely didn't make it in uh, record time, but I made it. I made it. Did You, I, you I did, did five leave. miles, didn't you? Yeah, five it was 5.1, actually. Yeah. Is that what it was? Yep. And like, I don't know, 66 floors <laughs> incline. Was that on your, you got an app or something for that? Yeah, yeah. Um, but... You know, speaking of the private, you, you know, I had Aaron come out a few days with me. Um, and this this elk ranch that I went on, it was not an elk ranch. <laughs> it was just private land, and I've yeah. just known this lady. because It's I not used to managed tra- for yeah, hunting. It's yeah, just it's a lady's definitely. land. Just a yeah. piece of property I get to uh, go hunt on because it's close by my house. And with the wife being pregnant, Justin's fight, and everything, and I've I've shot a bull out of there before. And I'm, I know there was elk in there. It just mattered me being in there at the right time, right place. And well, with the, with the later season, I knew the rut was going to be kicking in. And holy cow, man, I seen more 
elk than I've ever hunted in my life, you know, and I'm not a big, I mean, I've done black backpack hunts, uh, the past couple years and, you know, we got on a few, but nothing like what we did on this private ranch, you know, this private property, I should say. And well, Aaron, he, man, he, there was times where he was calling back. I don't know. How far were you back? 50? Yeah. 60 yards sometimes. And I swear to God, I thought it was a real elk bugling because he <laughs> sounded so good. And my camera guy goes, fuck, he sounds so good. I tell you what, I, well, I screwed up though. Like I could see you guys when we called in a big, big bull. The, that early morning? So usually, yeah, the early morning, yeah. usually elk sound when they're going to come in hot, they, they have a kind of a specific, well, most of the time, a specific bugle. And we heard cows down there with them. Well, I think that other hunter might have pushed him, but yeah. I could see you guys, and I thought it'd take him a little bit to come up the hill too. And well, he came forty yards in front of you, and you couldn't yeah. shoot. And yeah. uh, he was big, huge, just behind some brush or something. Well, it was in the timber; it was still dark. Oh. It was legal shooting light by probably yeah. two minutes, but he was in the timber. Pins. We just were, we went down to get in position right away, you know, because the wind was kind of just going out on a side sideway deal. So we were just trying to get in the position well as soon as he started calling that bull came right up and the cows i was like oh shit i can't even see and we just watched it go right by us and we were just fucked as it turns out though i don't think i called the bull in necessarily it bugled back the 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 bull was pushing its cows and later not too long after that another hunter came from the bottom yeah. Oh, somebody else was hunting there. Yeah. Did they? Did you? Did they tell you that they were going to be there too? Well, no. So, that, and that was kind of my fault because I told them I was going to hunt mostly during the week. Oh, and then you were on the weekend. It was Saturday because I didn't fill my tag out, which I had. I probably had two opportunities to shoot a bull. One at probably forty yards, which would have been more in the front shoulder area. <laughs> you know, neck area if I really wanted to, which is easily over a 320 bull. And I drew back and I didn't take a shot because I wanted the vitals, you know, and I know I'm kicking myself in the ass right now because I know it would have died. And then the other one was probably at 80 yards broadside herd bull. And I, I just didn't feel comfortable taking that shot. I didn't. I pussed out. <laughs> so I don't know. I I I, I don't. I don't know. I think I'm it's still, good. I'm still I think pissed it's, off. Uh, it's good to show restraint, though. You'd, re- you'd probably rather not wound one and not find it than not shoot. Yeah, I don't know. I I I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you're a pretty good shot. So yeah, I'm I'm best of my kind. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, that's funny. The uh, I had guys message me about a, a couple um, about that, like. If you were there, would you had him shoot? And, uh, you know, the, the elk that was far. And I think people, and I learned the hard way with a former guy that I worked with that um, just because he can hit foam and you practice doesn't mean he can hit an animal. And, and there was, I don't know, I think what we count, 11 or 14 animals Mr. Wounded that year. Um and then I'm taking full responsibility for shots he probably shouldn't have taken. And, you know, it is what it is. And so I think you were smart not to shoot. If you didn't feel comfortable, don't shoot. Because believe me, if you don't feel comfortable at the shot, it's only going to go downhill from there. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, is like my, my elk 3D target 
was pretty much just like how that big bull was. Yeah. At that same range, and I, you know, and I went back home and I shot that thing, and I shot like six arrows, and all six of them would have hit. One of them would have hit the liver <laughs> for sure, but the <laughs> other one were pretty good. But it's just different. My heart was racing. I mean, the bulls screaming. I mean, it was just a different scenario, and I don't know. I just didn't feel like it. And just the encounters that we had all week long were so close. You know, these elk were just coming behind trees or in the wrong position. I couldn't get a shot. I was like, oh, shit's going to happen still. It'll come down a little further. I didn't want to push and blow them out. Never happened. And I uh, didn't get my bull. Did not get my bull. So... But you have uh, you have more tags. Coming oh up, yeah, right? I, shoot! I got I got a couple of cow tags still, and then I got I don't white, know. I think I have tail. like five six more tags to hunt still this year. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. I I don't know. So you guys have uh, you guys have some bear tags too, right? Yeah, we have. I think we go second, third season, second season up in uh, up by Crimbley. I think I'm going up with uh, a couple of my friends, uh, a couple of gladiators, Salas with the Berg family from Wisconsin. Um, I got a cow tag for that unit and a uh, bear tag. And so we'll see. I mean, it's, I guess it, it, I've never done this hunt. Um, they do it every year and they invited me. So I'm, I'm going just because I want to shoot an elk. I want the elk meat. So, um, and that one will be with the rifle. And then I actually have another cow tag. It's a C tag for that same unit. Me and Aaron were hunting, uh, for this bull, so hopefully that'll be a lot easier, and I'm gonna try is to shoot that. Is that a rifle tag? It is a rifle tag. Is but she gonna let you? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to shoot that with my with my bow though. Still. Oh, nice. So I might actually throw a tree stand up. I was just gonna say we should go put tree stands up. Yeah, I might throw a tree stand up and just wait. And I know they come down in that little valley there and graze. So I might do that, and we'll see what happens. But. Yeah, I don't know. the The goat hut so far was definitely a, a freaking an experience for me. I'm glad I could come along and uh, record it and film it and be a part of it. So what's uh what's next on the hunt schedule or on the fight schedule? Oh man, the fight schedule. Who knows, man? I, it's all up to that little McGregor right now because he's won right before Justin, and so he has not returned anything. He didn't. He doesn't say he wants to take it. What is uh what did uh Justin Justin's ranking? What's he ranked now in that? In so division? before the Cowboy fight, he was number five. Now he's number four, and McGregor's number three. So that one will be it. So unless Justin gets a shot to go fight for the title, who knows? I mean, we would like to fight again in December. So with his performance, because he's had three what first round knockouts on guys that haven't had that happen to him, yeah. it is a possibility, isn't it? Oh, it's definitely a possibility. I mean. You know, injuries happen all the time, you know, in this game. And so Justin's definitely going to have to be ready. And, you know, and it all comes down to, you know, if if the fight's right, like if Justin's training right now, like which I know he's taking a little time off, hanging out with his family. Um, but, you know, the money, you know, contract, there's a lot to play in it. And, um, you know, right now Justin's in the driver's seat right now. I mean, nobody in that division does not <laughs> ain't going to be like, yeah, I want to fight Justin. Nobody's going to want that fight right now. Nobody. It's pretty Unless, dangerous. Yeah, it's very dangerous. And I told him, I told everybody, I said, just wait. You know, you know, you got to figure like the first, you know, he beat Michael Johnson, his debut in the UFC. Second fight he fought, uh, Eddie Alvarez. was a, he's, he's a legit dude. 
and he almost knocked him out too, and that was a war. And then, then the fight after that, he just fought Dustin Poirier, and he just fought for the title. So, like I just said, just give Justin a little time and let him find his. Uh, he's only getting better, you know what I mean? And and he's showing it, like well, how he's much he's learned how to stay yeah, away and, yeah. and cause. I watched that in Alaska. The yeah, the the, the fight with with Cowboy, and I was like, good. God. I mean, because everybody likes Cowboy. Yeah, you about felt bad for the guy, and then. At a certain point in time, Justin looked up at the ref and was like, what the fuck? Are <laughs> yeah. you going to call this thing? Yeah, like- stop the fight, you know? <laughs> and it was just, I'm telling you, man, nobody wants to get hit by Justin. Nobody. I don't. Nobody I don't wants talk to, shit on the yeah, Nobody court. wants to get hit by Justin. <laughs> My body just came immune to it. <laughs> and not only that, don't but you like. You guys like give each other body shots all the yeah, time. Yeah. But it's still different. Like, Justin. Like, even sparring with some of the guys, like, if Justin goes as hard as he does in a fight, he ain't going to have no sparring bar. <laughs> He's going to be the most hated guy in there. <laughs> Nobody wants – I mean, I'm telling you, there's, don't get me wrong. There's some times where Justin will hit hit you guys, hit somebody, and they know. But majority of the time, Justin's a great workout partner. He knows how to do the pace because come fight night, like, after the Edson-Barbosa uh, fight – I told Justin after that fight, I said, if you ever hit me like you do, did that guy, I swear to God, I'm going to shoot you. And then he did the same thing with Cowboy and dropped Cowboy. You know, Cowboy has the most fights, most wins, most bonuses, everything. Never been stopped. Never been stopped out of, I don't know how many, 40-some fights. And Justin went in there and stopped him right away, you know. And that's why I said, like, he he swings for the freaking fences. and he, And now he knows how to – control his feet, hold his base. Like he was just, he was, um, I would say like a big brawler with a heavy punch and wasn't scared to take a punch, you know? And that's what got him a lot, you know, through a lot of fights. But now at this level, you got to know how to do head movement and he's, he's getting it. And, and coach Trevor, I mean, has done just miracles with him and, you know, and just is such a coachable kid, you know, and he's hungry. He's ready. He wants to have that gold belt, you know, and, so we'll see what happens next. I don't know. I'm excited. I know uh I'm I'm just feel very lucky to be a part of his journey because it's been uh it's been awesome. I get the front row seat every fight and um on that Barbosa fight, did he talk a ton of shit? No, Barbosa wasn't too bad. The only one that really talked a lot of shit was uh Michael Johnson in the UFC. I mean, besides the World Series of Fighting, but uh Cowboy did call him a Homer Homer Simpson too and that kind of <laughs> Uh, Justin kind of took that to to heart too and said, "All right, motherfucker, let's go." Taking punches, yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, yeah. I mean, if you watch that fight, you can see Justin's movement on his head, making a miss, and Justin countering, smoking him. I don't, I don't know. He, he was good. He was good. So, I'm excited to see what happens next. Um, I'm hoping, honestly, I'd like to see the McGregor fight because, you know, that's obviously a life changer as far as money. And Justin can easily beat him, I think, you know. Um, so we'll see what happens. But I know the long-term goal is to get the belt. So whatever that, that plays, you know, will happen. And, and here's the thing. Still nobody has seen Justin's wrestling. Nobody has. So You think a lot of people are avoiding it? No. Really? Justin just – I mean, Justin uses a little bit of it just because of the takedown defense. But he doesn't like – if he wants to take you down and slam you, he will. Dude, I promise you. Did you see you fo- you follow Justin on Instagram, right, Aaron? 
Oh, yeah. Yep. Did, did you see the other day when he posted that fight where he picked that dude up oh, and, and slammed, him. slammed him on his head? What oh, was that? His he, first, uh, yeah, was that his, his first, first amateur fight? He posted his first amateur fight. So if you go to Justin Gaethje's uh, Instagram, he, his first amateur fight, he, it's in a boxing ring. This guy throws like an armbar triangle choke on him. Justin picks him up, dumps him. This guy knocks himself out and pisses himself in the ring. Dude. He got knocked the fuck that out. That was one of the most... Uh, violent things i've seen in yeah. fighting like just dropped him right on his head and, and then he did the same thing on dead. his pro debut yeah he did the same thing on he posted <laughs> both of them and uh well you know and and joe rogan said it the best he wrote it and he's like after i think after the barbosa fight he said justin gaethje is the most violent motherfucker <laughs> in the division yeah he is didn't um for a while there uh shaw brendan shaw was kind of saying that gaethje wasn't like yeah. it, Living yeah. up to the hype, but has he changed his, his view know. on it? I haven't listened to I any other fight what that guy says, too. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say now, just watching the different highlight reels, you're like, Jesus. Yeah. I mean. And he's just learning more and more. Yeah. yeah you can't argue it yeah. now. Uh, yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully whatever happens, it, it works out for the best. Because Justin's such a nice guy. He's just super mellow. Yeah, definitely. He, uh, he has definitely a bright future and, you know, he. He uh he's definitely gonna make a lot of money in the sport, and he already has. <laughs> he already and you'll has. get a little bit. You say you're gonna get that gold tooth. Yeah, just one. Can. I'm gonna get that little gold front right there. Let's <laughs> <laughs> get a gold bow. Yeah. What was that, Lord Devore, where yeah. he gets that one uh, gold, Rambo's gold AK or something? Yeah. Was it a pistol? Yeah, you'll <laughs> have a gold vertex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Heavier than fuck. Be breeding real hard. Yeah, spinner rims. Dying for sure. Oh, Hell shit. no. What uh what hunts do you have now, uh, Aaron? Well, Frank, you've got an elk hunt. Yeah, first season rifle elk. Hopefully we shoot that motherfucker close to the road. Yeah. And then Ooh, uh, yeah. pack outs are getting. you want to come with us on that? When is it? October 12th. I think I might be gone on my hunt. Oh, dang. Um, and then we both go to Alberta. I come back, and I'm going to Texas with Jake Downs and uh, and Scott down there for Whitetail and Owl Dad. And then I'm not 100% sure after that. A bunch of stuff's been flying up. Are you going to Idaho, or are you figured it out yet? Mm, I don't know yet. Dan, so Dana's got a hunt that week, and so does Anders. So I think I might stay or try to at least cut it down in half. I got. We're trying to figure out yeah, if I so can even do it. But Alberta hunt's definitely the one I'm. I'm really looking forward to as well as Texas, just because Scott's such a cool guy, and there's such big deer down there. But Alberta, Barklow's going with us from Sitka and Frank, and um, it. Uh, there's big deer there, right? And so. It, it's cool because you pretty much know you're going to get a stock a day. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of yours to lose in the sense of if <laughs> what? He just looks at me. <laughs> oh, I can't say anything. Um, but, and the, but I mean, if, if you're smart and you play your cards right, there's a good chance you're going to get a deer. The only issue with those deer, those fuckers get shot at a lot from the road during oh, gun really? season. Yeah. So, the 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 biggest thing is they're there. The bad thing is, you you don't get to make a mistake. They're not a deer that's gonna be like, oh, something's coming. Let me take a look. They fucking bolt. I mean, they're very technically wise. It's a very technical hunt, and it can be really cold. Um, oh yeah, I hate fucking that. horribly cold. So yeah, it reminds me of hunting a fucking hybrid between an antelope and a mule deer. Like it's got both of the best features of both of those animals because they can see you for forever away. 
just like an antelope. And then once you get close, they can hear you yeah. or they can smell you. And they're gone. And they're gone. It's just like. And they run it's like a su- It's like a super mule deer. Is that, is well, that with landers? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there's so many nooks and crannies for them to hide. When they get in that buck brush, that red brush, mm-hmm. you fucking can't find them. I mean, it's luck when you do. Um, I've been super lucky up there, you know, as far as the different hunts I've I've been on and, and been able to capitalize. The one last year, just right place, right time, I, where I found it was very approachable, and I ended up shooting that thing at like 14 yards in pretty windy conditions. So, and And I shot a real big buck there two years before that and a decent one with a compound the year before that but you can it can be a well frank learned for it can be a fucking heartbreaker <laughs> like you can be same with matt davis matt got on one of the biggest deer of the season basically walked up right to it and brushed his bino harness in that fucker shit on his dreams um and he was above that thing for 30 minutes and just just did a you know i'm curious it. about um he said he uh he used this tactic on one of them because <clears throat> uh, after he'd left, it snowed. Yeah. And then it was really cold, and then that snow got crunchy. The walk like a deer. And he walked like a deer, so it was like step, 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 kind of like a deer would walk. Like, you know how a human walks is like step, 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 and they can tell it's obviously not a deer. Well, he walked somehow, he heel-toed, like, or toe-heel walk, so it would sound like a, you know, a couple deer steps. And I guess he walked up to that last deer that he, he got on, like, super close. Like, it never even stood up. It just, I'm a, I don't know if that's true. And if that's a thing you can do. wrote about it. Yeah? Yeah. I don't. I didn't read the book. He was telling me that. That's interesting. That's kind of cool. I don't I would know. have never thought to do that. I would I probably just take my shoes off and Pray try for to... high wind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mine would be like step, drag, step, drag, step, fall, fall down. Step. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> step, snort. Step. You'd probably be puff, like, puff. hey, man, they just let the cows out over in this far pasture. We good. <laughs> we good. Oh, uh, shit. All right. Well, everybody, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate all the support. Thank you. Yep.